Good morning and welcome to another episode of Chamber Files. That is the podcast for the downtown Chamber of Commerce, greatest chamber in the universe, ACCE's Chamber of the Year. This, of course, is Chamber Files with a PH, like philosophy, like what Callie Bierman, our producer, and I do here, philosophize about who would be the greatest guest. And speaking of guests, my friend, my pal, speaking of people that rock, she is rocks, pals. How are you doing? I'm good, Sid. How are you? I am great. And you are the lead curator of Trilogy Change Collaborative. Now, I've got a lot of questions here. What do you curate? I curate people and tools and methodologies around leading humans in change. Perfect. Sounds like a canned answer. So let's get down (laughs) to the nitty gritty. Talk to me about the company. It's actually a product okay. of the company Three Consulting. So okay. that is an umbrella um, consulting practice that I have. Uh, about four years ago, a bunch of us came together and said, how can we take these simple methodologies and tools that we've used for years and years within companies and teach them to anybody who wants to learn them? So, okay. And what are some of these tools we're talking about? Oh, we are talking about tools that help a leader manage their emotions. We're talking about tools that help a leader be more present to their people. Talking about tools that help facilitate really difficult conversations. Just simple tools for what humans need to, to change and do well in the midst of it. I like that. And so we're talking about a lot of, this is more to do with the person per se? This is more to do with the person. So. Um, In change, people think about the event of change, all the tangible things. We deal with the internal psychological process, and that's transition, and it's it's a big deal that Mm -hmm. people don't often plan for. So I'm assuming with everything that's going on with the pandemic and life and just the mess we're in, a lot of people are experiencing change they weren't uh, ready for. Um, Are we seeing a lot of people sort of finding their inner selves and needing change <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Sounds like a popular uh, time for you. Yeah. Well, you know, I always had a hard time talking about disruptive change because people didn't really get it, you know, how disruptive and um, how confusing it is to to people. And now I just say COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Everything's a mess, right? Right. Um, and so, yeah, people are reaching out in new ways. They're open to... Um, experiencing things they may not have in the mm-hmm. past. Um, and we pay a particular, um, our attention is really on people who are leading um, something. Right. Communities, organizations, because what we know is that the future is change. It's right here, it's right now, and it will be disruptive, um, yeah. probably for the rest of our lifetime. So we let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. You get into a situation where obviously leaders, by virtue of being called that, have led something or created something that they're very passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. Something that's so near and dear to them that some would even say they've given up everything to get there, right? Right. And then you got someone like you, rocks pal, smile on her face, comes in and says, no, 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 no. I want you to change everything you know and hold dear and do it this way. How does that uh, go usually? 
Well, that goes so poorly that I don't even work with that mindset anymore. Um, when I was an internal consultant for a large healthcare organization, I did work in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I have my own practice, I only work with the willing, really, because it's such hard work right. that you don't want to be spending your energy trying to convince people that, you know, how you treat people um, impacts your bottom line. Good. Now, here's my that was a good segue into what I want to talk about. Talk yeah. to me about where you were at before, which led you to where you're at now. And that's sort of that transition, the change within yourself, yeah. if you will. Yeah, sure. Well, in the early 2000s, my background is healthcare. And I was in nursing leadership roles, and mm-hmm. we had to lead major change back then. Um, and what I found is even though we hired the big consultants to help us, um, and they said, don't worry, we've got the people thing covered, mm-hmm. um, they really didn't. And so uh, everything looked fine. The... the uh, the project plan looked great, and then the people showed up as mm-hmm. I talk about it. So I got really curious about what do people really need mm-hmm. um, from their leaders to do change and do it well without a bunch of suffering. Yeah. Um, and so um, I started piloting a bunch of stuff. It got the attention of our system office, and they said, why don't you come do this um, for the, the organization? And they paid for me to learn a whole bunch around mm-hmm. what humans need right. to, to be successful in change. So you decided to obviously do what you do right now. Mm -hmm. What's one of the most fulfilling things about what you do? I think that um, one of the most fulfilling things is that people come into our learning process thinking that this is complicated. And what they walk out learning is it's not really that complicated. Mm -hmm. It's just um, being really focused around a few key tools and methods. And how does one go about, so say... I'm your customer demographic, whatever. Yes. Um, I wake up one morning and says, you know, hey, I need to make some changes. Uh, What's my next step? Well, um, if you want to make changes in how you lead in mm-hmm. the community or um, in your organization, you just watch for events with Trilogy Change Collaborative. They okay. really are just a learning platform uh, virtually and relationally. And we're coming together in cohort learning groups uh, so that you can practice these tools and go deeper and deeper and deeper. So is this through the website? Is this something they sign up for? How did, how did this one go about getting making positive, impactful change? You bet. So the first thing you do is you take um, a intro to what is human-centered change and what's this collaborative anyway. Mm-hmm. The next thing you do is you get involved in an intensive where you study most of the tools and the methodology in kind of a boot camp fashion. Mm-hmm. And from there, if you can, if you want to continue, you go into a cohort learning for nine months. Okay. So you learn simple tools, you go back into your workplace or into your community, you practice them, mm-hmm. and then you come back and you learn through the rest of the folks that are in the, the cohort with you because we just create the space mm-hmm. and share some really simple tools. Mm-hmm. The learning comes from everybody in your cohort really applying and sharing their information. Right, and that, that kind of makes you feel you're not alone in this and Absolutely. there's other people just in the Particularly same Particularly now, Sid, um, you know, it used to be, oh, great, I get to learn with a bunch of people, but right now um, individuals are so isolated mm-hmm. um, and they're all experiencing, um, I would say, almost trauma from yeah. everything they're, um, they're going through. And so to have a community where you feel safe and you mm-hmm. can talk about 
what's really happening um, is important, more important than ever. Is it all online or is it in person? How's that working? Yeah, um, so our intention is to be have a digital presence and, and work with people digitally. And we know that people want to be in small groups. Mm-hmm. So as we go, this first introductory um, event, we have people coming from Austin, Texas, Michigan, Denver, Australia. And so what we're trying to do is think about ways that this whole group from the Austin area can mm-hmm. be together physically mm-hmm. and yet be with us digitally. Right. So in Des Moines, there are a number of us um, in Des Moines. And so we'll be thinking in the future about how can they come together in a safe place so they can really physically be together. Awesome. So um, I looked on your website and uh, I saw this three-step process called Know It, Be It, and what was the last one? Learn it. Okay. So what? Uh, what talk to me about this process. Yeah. yeah. So this process is all about um, when uh, our work is based on changing mindset. Mm-hmm. And when you um, change mindset as a person, um, as a team, as an organization, first you have to learn something new. And then you go, oh, is that really what I was thinking? That aha learning, right? right. Uh, we call that insight-based learning. So once you've learned it, um, you need to uh, know it well. You need to study it. You need to be with people. You need to apply it and then be it, right, where it just becomes the new way of being. And that takes a lot of intention. It takes a lot of practice. And that's why we talk about this kind of learning as formational and not leadership development. It's a very different approach. Okay. And uh this is the earlier part, or is it the whole process through the cohort and everything else? It's through the cohort, yeah. And have you had one that's already been through the process yet? No. Ooh. I know. <laughs> we are launching the first intro event to the public. When is that? Uh, September the 9th. Okay, so yes. this podcast got to get out there and people... So can you still join in later, or do you have to wait for a full cycle to get back to the intro? You can, we intend to start uh, in January, mm-hmm. another um, awareness event or a kickoff event. Okay. If you want to be in a uh, cohort through 2021, um, it's probably best to get in this one. Okay. So yeah. You do the September 9th. September intro, 9th. Then you then go into an intensive, which is uh, four weeks, okay. two hours. Again, this we used to do this in a day, right? Face to face. Yes. Can't do it that way mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so four Wednesdays. Um, 4.30 to 6, then we'll get through the holidays mm-hmm. and we'll start the um, cohort in January. And that you said was nine months? That is nine months. Okay. Yeah. Once a month, two hours. Um, the real learning is what you do with the tools and get out into your real life and practice them. And how big is the cohort? We're going to take uh, 40 or less. 40 or less, yeah. yeah. It yeah. probably makes the most impact. It makes have. the most impact. You need to um, get to meet your your and co-cohorts. Cohort end up having a cool name as after they they'll done. name themselves <laughs> they'll name themselves that's a lot of freedom right there. <laughs> yes it is that's one thing about this learning there's a lot of freedom and uh, uh you mentioned a lot of it's moving to a digital and an online thing mm-hmm. is there a physical component to it where they people get together and what that's up to them basically or yeah i well so i you know i'm here in des moines yeah so there will be a a Des Moines um, group of people, mm-hmm. and I will offer them to be together in the same space. Yeah, We have a whole bunch of people that are coming from the Austin area, from Denver, from Michigan. And so uh, those folks will also have a chance to be together if they want. 
And it's a cool way to expose our wonderful city to a new audience who may not know about Des Moines as much. And Absolutely. Kind of cool. Yeah. And also for the people in Des Moines to get unique and diverse thoughts from people who don't necessarily live here, a new set of problems and or experiences to learn from in that cohort system. Absolutely. So. You know, we launched this product um, two years ago in Des Moines. Um, I had a little bit of trouble convincing my co-collaborators that we should launch in Des Moines. Uh-huh. We had uh, Detroit as, yep. as another D to launch. Um, and I just said, no, Des Moines is the global hub. It is the right mix of um, size, entrepreneurship, um, people who know each other right. um, and care about each other. Um, so, you know, Des Moines, Iowa is the global hub of Trilogy Change Collaborative. I love it. The global hub of Trilogy Change <laughs> Collaborative. And the commute doesn't suck now, does it, It Ross? does not suck. <laughs> and it doesn't suck for anybody exactly. else now, does it? No. Now that everybody's more willing to no, be virtual. And, and that's the, that's a wonderful thing. And I, yeah. we appreciate people like you that... Uh, showcase Des Moines as everything it can be, especially to the outside world. People here in Des Moines, we get it. We try to pretend we're Des Moines. Des Moines is like a best kept secret. It's not a secret anymore. So thank you for promoting us and always being a champion of the chamber. We appreciate you. Let's talk about you for a second. What what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? Uh, Well, right now, um, family. Yeah. And um, I love to learn and I love to teach people. I love to learn simple concepts that ultimately have profound impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, learning is is key and family is huge. So why downtown Des Moines? Well, we live down here. Right. I, I absolutely love what downtown has to offer. If, if you wander around downtown, you see everything from, you know, uh, really needy people to high-rise buildings with, with lots of... Um, Lots of people and lots of money to share. Yeah. So I just love the diversity of being downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd been kind of suburbanites our whole life when right. we were raising our kids. And this is just so much about who we are and, and what we want to be in our later years. Awesome. Any parting thoughts? Uh, downtown Chamber is where it's at. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite thing about the Downtown Chamber? I think the, the people and the networking, um, they make it really easy to come into a group that you mm-hmm. don't know and leave knowing somebody pretty well. And we've appreciated you seeing us. I mean, we've appreciated seeing you at a lot of these downtown events. And you've obviously been a permanent fixture, if you will, for Downtown Chamber events and a huge champion for things that the Downtown Chamber does. And I just wanted to personally thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, a great friend as always, a wonderful guest. Loved having you on. Wish you all the success. This sounds like amazing and people should look into. This has been another episode of The Chamber Files, the podcast for the Downtown Chamber of Commerce. I'm Sidge Walker. I am here with our wonderful and fabulous producer, Callie Bierman. As always, at the Des Moines Radio Group, conveniently located across from the Sculpture Garden. If you'd like to record your own podcast, reach out to them. They'll set you up a wonderful studio. They'll get your podcast recorded, edited, and give you all the information you need to launch a successful podcast. Thank you for listening.